Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date Sunday the 23rd of October 2022. More soldiers. No. No, you're not a soldier. Well observed, my dear chap. You don't mind if we sit? What are you? This is the doctor. Unit Scientific Advisor. I'm Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart, and I'm... You're angry. I see the colours of anger all around you. What? I beg your pardon? The Brigadier is almost always a touch distempered. I shouldn't let it bother you. I... Quod erat demonstrandum, as my dear friend Euclid used to say. I don't understand. No. You wouldn't, would you? Doctor, were you trying to catch him out? Perhaps. The colours of anger, you said. Is that how you came by the name Kaleidoscope? Because you see in colours? No. It was the word that came to me, that's all, as I fell through the tunnel. Tunnel? The space-time tunnel I travelled through. So many lights, so many colours. If you could see the colours I've seen, Brigadier, your mind would explode. That reminds me. Let's check if we gave you a drugs test. Hola, I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, this is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama and, well, this podcast, all for the love of stories. And we're packed to the seams with the third Doctor and Dorian Gray this week. Oh, uh, by the way, the reason you're saying hola is I asked my son uh, what a good greeting was at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> and he suggested that today. So no, why not? Hola. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but coming up any second now, the good review guide, uh, taking a look at Torchwood, the red list. Strange lights in the sky, then weeks later the country being overrun with disasters and protests. A good summary, Miss McShane. Then we go behind the scenes with the third Doctor Adventures Kaleidoscope <laughs> by Alan Barnes, starring Tim Trelaw as the Doctor, Sadie Miller as Sarah Jane Smith and John Coleshaw as the Brigadier. It's all very 1974, featuring an alien boy with strange powers, a mass of tiny robots, and a sinister space-time portal. What else can you tell me about this fellow, Brigadier? Any further questions, you'd better ask him yourself. Mm, delivering all the best comments, listeners' emails open up their very own portal in the minds of our listeners. Hey, what am I talking about? <laughs> uh, this week, some seriously entertaining comments sent to us via the email address podcast at bigfinish.com. In our also available segment, we celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Confessions of Dorian Gray. <laughs> Creator Scott Hancock and star Alexander Vlahos chat about what it all means. My name is Alexander Vlahos and I am um, I'm Dorian Gray for Big Finish. Um, have been now for 10 years, well, coming up to 10 years. Then the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Benji will now deliver a sneaky clip that neither of us actually knows about. Crazy. This is wrong. Very wrong. What happened here? And then it'll be time to give you a free 15-minute drama tease. This week, it is, of course, Kaleidoscope. <laughs> Our brand new six-part third Doctor adventure from the pen of Big Finish stalwart, Alan Barnes. Situation report, please. Someone. I should say it's pretty obvious. You have an unidentified object flying over southern England 
Here. Yes, but what is it? Well, it's not a migratory flock of Canada geese, I can assure you of that. Don't remind me. Look, it's changing course. Indeed it is, Miss... Miss Smith, may I remind you, the ops room is a restricted area. Ah, wonderful Alan Barnes. An old, old friend. Yes, his inspiration for this, as gets mentioned later, was Bob Baker and Dave Martin. Oh, what wow. do you think of, of? Yeah, what do you think of when you think of Bob Baker and Dave Martin, the Doctor Who veteran Doctor Who writers, sadly no longer with us? Just happy times, happy times and Sontarans. <laughs> you know, just, just yeah, happy times, DVDs and Sontarans. Oh yeah, well I I met them both and interviewed them years ago. Um, funnily enough, in a, a cottage by the sea that, uh, and I ended up living in the same area. But this was years before. Uh, I'd interviewed them and it wasn't until I'd lived here for about a year that I realised that I was living in the place where I'd interviewed Bob Baker and Dave Martin. How bizarre. Strange, isn't it? That is that is really rather, uh, yeah, rather, rather random. And not that long ago, actually, um, and, and not that long before, sadly, Bob Baker died, I, I did have a, a chat with him on Skype, I remember. <laughs> and he was having uh, he was having trouble with it. And uh, a younger member of the household was helping him with it. And we had a, a lovely chat about, uh, well, I can't actually say, but... Um, did you talk about Sky? Not, not, not Sky Television, Sky, the television programme. We, from... we did look into the Sky. Yeah, we did talk about a bit about that as well. Because I suppose it's fair to say that Sky is a bit of an influence on uh, Kaleidoscope. For those of you who don't know, the reason I'm singing it so badly is that I do actually sing it so badly in the production. And if that's not a reason for you to go out and buy Kaleidoscope, <laughs> I don't know what is. Um yeah, more on that story later, as they like to say on the news. Also, Dorian Gray, uh, a, a really uh, lovely... The Confessions of Dorian Gray, created by Scott Hancock. Uh, it's been with Big Finish now for 10 years. Can you believe that? 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I can believe that, because in, in some ways as well, though, it's, it's become such a kind of uh, essential part of Big Finish listening. It's, it's, it's a huge range of ours, really. Yeah. You know, it's and it's great. My favourite thing about... about um, about Confessions of Dorian Gray for no reason is the fact that the the, the CD covers are ever so slightly different. The boxes are, are different to everything else. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I always I remember that that really helped them to stand out a little bit when I was I was used to go to the old Big Finish do's. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And we're so uh, lucky to have Alexander Vlahos. He was a lovely uh, guy, really a nice really man. Really nice bloke, isn't he? And a brilliant actor and, and flying high, you know, an amazing career. And he always comes back to Big Finish for this, which is delightful of him. You're right. He's, he's really, really chilled and just friendly and chatty, uh, lovely bloke, and got an amazing vocal quality as well. Um, but yeah, uh, in case you didn't know, uh, the, the notion for the series is that. Dorian Gray from a Portrait of Dorian Gray, uh, the novel, is um, is real, and the idea is that he he sort of lives forever throughout time. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So yeah. It's interesting. Old, it's an old it? classic, isn't it? Yeah, and we also have an adaptation of that available at BigFinish.com. But anyway, anyway there is the um, shameless promotion. Well, of I would the confessions say that, of Dorian Gray. <laughs> I'd say that was a good review, which is perfect for us to segue, segue into the good oh. review guide, which finds you the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions and helps recommend them for you. Well done. Oh, you're welcome. 
And as promised, this week we're looking at Torchwood, The Red List. Trapped in this moderately priced hotel room, while your country is being invaded by aliens. Give me strength. From Big Finish Productions. Torchwood, The Red List. Strange lights in the sky, then weeks later the country being overrun with disasters and protests. A good summary, Miss McShane. Thank you, Mr. Colchester. Help me! Please help me! You! What are you doing out of your room? Uh, there's someone in this room. 576. They're in pain. That room is empty. But I heard them. Did you see that? See what? The man! It fell from the balcony opposite. Don't come in! Stay back! Stay out there! You heard of Unit? That load of over-armoured numbskulls. Yes. Why? Who are you with? Oh, you wouldn't have heard of us. <laughs> well, so long as you're not Torchwood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, funny story. Big finish. We love stories. I don't automatically like military types. Because you've never fought. Mate, I fought Daleks. What? Just go to bigfinish.com and type red list into the search pane to find this one. First up, warpedfactor.com, Tony Filer, son of Bill Filer, also... <laughs> the um, there, there, there is a, a Bob Baker connection right there as well. Um, the Axons, of course. The, the yes, Axons, yeah. Axos. There we go. Uh, it says here, uh, The Red List is a tantalising audio drama with just enough humour to grease its storytelling wheels without ever breaking the tension of the situation it presents. Dorothy McShane, as Ace of course, has enough of the young Ace and enough of something new and equally vibrant to make you want a lot more of her and Mr Colchester is the driest of joys any time he features in an audio. The situation is tout and gets more frightening as it goes along, and the red list leaves you on a hell of a cliffhanger. Uh, more of these two, both together and separately, would only be a good thing, and the red list brings together two chunks of the 21st century extended Doctor Who universe in a way that'll give you a grin you won't be able to shift for a week. Hey, you can hey. always rely on Tony, can't you? It's a good good review. It's a solid review. This is the good review guide. I mean, it's yeah. just for, for good reviews. I'm going to revert to old habits and give that review 10 out of 10. Um, whoreview.com, Harvey Edwards, says the plot itself unfolds really well, with clues being dotted throughout the story seemingly superficial before, in a trope that has become one of Goss's hallmarks, revealing, all, re revealing at the end the way that all the strands tie together. If only I could have read that nicely, but there you go. <laughs> I think you get the gist. The ending of the story provides a cliffhanger, and one that listeners will no doubt wish is picked up on. But to say any more would be a spoiler. Steve Foxon's sound design works splendidly on this release. Well, he's a genius, is he? A genius! Genius. Re genius. Really capturing the mood and atmosphere of a South American tropical location. This is also echoed in Blair Mowat's music. Ah, oh, well, Blair is a genius as well. Fantastic genius. music. <laughs> a sort of new rendition of the Torchwood theme is included with this release. As ever, Scott Hancock is a wonderful director. There we are, the creator of The Confessions of Dorian Gray. Also a wonderful director. Wonderful. You heard it here, folks. And he's able to get a very natural and believable 
uh, get very natural and believable f- performances. I wanted to say performances. <laughs> performances, of course. <laughs> Why did I want to say for-pawn. that? Performances. There'll be some kind of uh, a neuro, uh, neuro, <laughs> neural surgeon. Neurosurgeon. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, listening to this, uh, jotting down my symptoms and saying, uh, Nick, I think you've got Bibble Babble syndrome. You've got phoposis of the mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, believable performances out of three cast members. It should also be noted that this is the first Tortured release to feature Sean Longmore's cover art. Yet another aspect of this production that has been crafted to a very high degree. 4.5 stars out of 5. Why? What was wrong? What was the point five? Sean Longmore, actually, there's a bit of a Sean Longmore theme in this podcast, which you're, I shan't say any more, but... Fans of Sean Longmore and his brilliant artwork for Torchwood and the Third Doctor Adventures and other things. Um, you know, there's there's some more Longmore action for you later in the podcast. There we go. You can get t-shirts saying Sean Longmore from Big Finish Doctor. No, you can't. Yeah. But imagine if you could. I know, um, it'd be a great for performance. For, for, for poor month, quite. Uh, well, Big, uh, big Finish Doctor, blogtohoo.com, ah. uh, Peter Nolan. A uh, great actor from the 70s uh, <laughs> says here um, it gives space for the enviable talents of Sophie Aldred and Paul Clayton to shine, and it allows us to compare the two aspects of the Doctor's legacy both the people the Doctor's changed and left behind uh, to go forward in all their beliefs uh-huh. and Torchwood, uh, which was set up in fear of him. Uh, and what? it certainly leaves you wanting to hear more from Colchester. Um, I was in Colchester, the place, uh, a yeah. couple of days ago, and McShane soon. Yes, you see. There's a tendency there, isn't there? You, it, I think it was James Goss created the character of Mr. Colchester, and I very wittily, before that, created a character called Woking, which is also <laughs> the name of a place. I just thought, I, when I was travelling through Woking on a train one day, I thought, wouldn't it be funny if someone was actually just called Woking? Anyway. Well, I'm going to create a double barrel one. It's just going to be called Cobham Services. Um <laughs> Inspired choice, I think we all Excellent. agree. Excellent. <laughs> um, we made this network.com. Did you? As Greenland says, the juxtaposition of mundaneness and paranoia against two big personalities from the world of Torchwood and Doctor Who makes this another triumph from the monthly Big Finish range. Hmm. I was hoping for a lot more from the red list and. It didn't disappoint. I actually misread that. It was, I was hoping for a lot from the red list, and it didn't disappoint. Anyway, but you get the gist. It's a, it's a big compliment because this is the good review guide and, and not the bad review guide. Yeah, that's 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 the point, isn't it, really? That'd be a very unpopular <laughs> section, and it wouldn't be very long because everybody loves Big Finish. Uh, on Twitterama, well eighth Doctor, best Doctor, hashtag Torchwood. The red list was ex- exactly what I'd hoped for and more. Hoping for more Mr. Colchester, Mr. Stories right now. There we go. Uh, at Matthew Vernon 3 says, finally managed to get round to listening to Torchwood, the Red List by James Goss, starring uh, Paul Clayton and Sophie Aldred. And may I say that I have missed the series 5 6 cast so much. What an excellent story! So intelligent and an unexpectedly perfect pairing of characters. 
Dr. 909 says, didn't know how much I needed this. I absolutely loved it. Sophie Aldred and Clayton Cast, that's Paul Clayton, are simply incredible, delivering the finest addition to the tortured range to date. Instant favourite from this year's Big Finish catalogue, can't recommend enough. I wish we had a catalogue, like Argos, yeah. you know, for Christmas. <laughs> you can, people could circle it in a biro and say, oh, Haven't I want Argos that. gone bust? Uh, no, these Argos still exist, but they yeah, exist right. within. If you go to Sainsbury's, Argos right. is implemented into the Sainsbury's infrastructure now. So down the road, if I if I want to order from Argos, I can nip to. In fact, Argos are brilliant because they do same day delivery. Wow! So I remember once my pillows this were really is, getting. This is my, an advert for Argos. Folks. This is an advert for Argos. My pillows were really getting on my wick. Yes. Uh, and, and I just had what enough. What were you doing I, with the candle in the bed? Don't answer that. <laughs> Setting fire, of course. Um, and um, and I, I just I just had enough. I just thought, I've had enough. Um, and so I, I got the Argos app up, ordered some pillows, and they were there before bedtime. On the Only same for an day. extra £50. No, 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 not at all. It's very reasonable. Very reasonable. Highly recommended. Well, you're very reasonable. Five, thank you very much. <laughs> Um, that's it actually for the reviews this week next time we'll be talking about Doctor Who the ninth Doctor Adventures Lost Warriors still to come on the podcast listeners emails and we'll be going behind the scenes with the confessions of Dorian Gray the anniversary which is also the name of uh, an episode of 40 Towers and we'll be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release that's the Randomoid Selectatron, of course. Yes, but first, let us delve behind the scenes with Alan Barnes, Tim Trelaw, Sadie Miller, John Coleshaw, and me, starting it off, for the Third Doctor Adventures Kaleidoscope. I was trying not to sing it, but, uh, well, arguably that wasn't singing at all. Hello, my name is Nicholas Briggs, and I'm the creative director of Big Finish, and also the script editor and director of Kaleidoscope. Follow me, so we can change the future together. The idea behind this script, really, when I gave it to Alan Barnes, he immediately said, oh, I know, I'd love to do something that's kind of like um, what Bob Baker and Dave Martin might have done. And so he was immediately inspired by their uh, ITV or HTV series from the 70s Sky, uh, which featured an unearthly boy from elsewhere who had weird powers and what have you, and was an intriguing character. And that was kind of his starting point. It's not exactly the same as Sky, of course, but, you know, there, there are elements there which feel very Bob Baker and Dave Martin, two brilliant writers who did so many uh, brilliant Doctor Who scripts. What else can you tell me about this fellow, Brigadier? Any farther questions, you'd better ask him yourself. We've had him held here since last night. Hello, my name's Alan Barnes and I wrote Kaleidoscope. I wasn't terrified by the prospect of being asked to write a six-parter um, because uh, I'd written um, a couple of lengthy stories for Big Finish before. I wrote um, Zagreus, which was the 40th anniversary of Marty Doctor with Gary Russell. And again, I wrote the next life, which was a which was a genuine six parter with Gary Russell the next year. Uh, so you know, the length as such didn't terrify me so much because I was aware of the sort of amount of plot I'd need, and I was very reasonably confident about sort of you know getting that down. Um, I was pretty confident about the characters because I'd just come straight off 
um, uh, Conspiracy in Space, which was uh, the third Doctor and Joe and Draconian story um, we did last year. Um, I think the the what I was aware of is that the um, the the the, the six parties on telly. Um, tended to strain a little bit against the fact that obviously they were being, you know, they were they were extended to six episodes for budget reasons because, you know, they're going to enforce a certain number of sets. They do tend to sort of, you know, return to the same old stuff. And, and on audio, I felt very much that I can't, although it might be fun to do that level of homage, um, I didn't think it would be so much fun for the listener because, you know, you don't actually want to do the mutants, bless it. Um, which does sort of tend to sort of, you know, be an awful lot of running on the spot, sort of, you know, not achieving very much. I felt very strongly that, you know, I had to really engage with people and sort of provide, you know, a huge amount of story. Well then, what do you think? I think you've got a new toy, Brigadier. Yes, indeed. It's called a video recorder. Video? Yes, an amazing new invention, Miss Smith. Puts TV programmes onto film. Even when you're not in the room at the time, I'm told. My name is Tim Trelaw. I play the Doctor. This is a very big script. Uh, 275 pages. Well, a very long six-parter. So I love it when um, things are set on Earth. Um, uh, Yeah, I really enjoy that with the historical element and phantom aeroplanes and things like that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, he's obviously very fond of all of the companions. He has his little sort of uh, love, love, not so love relationship with the brigadier, if you can call him a companion. Obviously, uh, him and Joe have this very close and um, very sort of almost uh, as though they're relations uh, relationship. And yet with, with Sarah, Jane and Liz, again, there's great relationship with them. I think he's probably a bit more intimidated by Sarah Jane because of her, <coughs> her knowledge and her fierce independence. You're right. They're leaving? Yes, and so am I. My name is Sadie Miller and I play Sarah Jane Smith. The Third Doctor adventures are always great. I think with um, the Third Doctor, Sarah is still much more in that um, pupil-teacher kind of role. They're not quite on an even keel yet. Um, So I think it's nice to push those boundaries and and find um, different facets of their, their relationship together as well. All the stories um, that we've been doing, both with um, Tim Trelaw and also with Tom, they always kind of open up these different facets. And obviously the early 70s women's lib and um, trying to find that balance between women taking on more traditional male roles and uh, journalism and newscasting. I think it is really interesting to uh, to see that uh, that play out in different ways and different stories. And what's she doing here? Oh, I just... Followed Miss Smith. You sneaked in behind me. Well, I'm here now, aren't I? Will no one rid me of these meddlesome journalists? Hello there, this is John Coleshaw, and in this story I have been uh, back playing a character very dear to my heart, Brigadier Alistair Gordon Lethbridge-Stewart. It's a delicious story. The, the Brigadier is on thumpingly great form in this. He's got some, um, there's some lovely sort of very sort of heartwarming, funny moments of almost impatience. There's an edge of comedy that comes out in certain moments of of, of the action, um, which makes you endear to the brigadier even more. When he's in the midst of utter chaos and his military training, he's just trying to keep an order on things and achieving it for most of the time. There's something very endearing about that. My pictures, they're ruined! 
I've got more important things to do than bother the minister with slapping a D-notice on your illegally taken photographs of a covert unit operation, Miss Nettles. I texted Sadie Miller um, a couple of days ago. I was in a pub in Colchester, no less, and um, they decorated for Halloween, and there was a massive spider on there and I sent it to, to her and I said oh I said, this this reminds me of, of your mum in Planet of the Spiders and she she immediately texted back and said already got one and she's got a massive spider on her stairs I was like car oh, yeah she has yeah I was like what are the chances eh yeah. oh dear well of course uh, you'll find this exciting third doctor adventure at bigfinish.com uh, just type in kaleidoscope uh, into the search pane at the top to find it there, there are no spiders there though don't worry well, and also it's worth mentioning because uh, it's something that you and uh, Heather Challens have mentioned is that uh, this release educates us on how to spell kaleidoscope. I mean, nobody <laughs> writes down kaleidoscope or types it, do they? Uh, it just doesn't come up in conversation. And so every time I do it, I really have to stop and think it's K-A-L-E-I-E-I-E-I-O. No, sorry. K-A-L-E-I-D-O-S-C-O-P-E. That's how you spell kaleidoscope. And I, I think you'll find that once that's embedded in your brain, you'll feel that your life has been enriched in some quite considerable way. You can break it up, can't you? So Cal for Caldor, I yeah. like German talk. Dos like MS-DOS. like German talk. Like ger- yeah, I. That's 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 my that's. Yeah, this is really helping me to remember. Yeah, so Cal for Caldor, I like German talk. Um, Dos like MS Dos and Cope like Julian Cope who had that one song in the 80s there we go bless my cotton socks I'm in the news <laughs> that's it isn't it he did the other one what was it as well world shut your mouth so maybe shut your mouth two, yeah. maybe two big yeah, songs yeah but the first one what was the first one called bless you know, it wasn't called that was it it was called revolt or rebel or reclaim or Julian <laughs> let's have a <laughs> Julian Cope yeah uh, singles, singles. <laughs> Come on, we need to know. Come on. Um, he's yeah. Uh, sunspots, the greatness, perfection of sunspots. Trampoline, Eve's volcano, five o'clock world, beautiful love. No, Fear no, loves no. this place. Try, try, try. I'm try. I'm just going through his singles. His Maybe, famous one. Surely it would be the top of the list. Let me go into Spotify and just just see what the first Julian Cope Cope. Is he still around? World Shut Your Mouth, followed by Sunspots. Charlatan, Trampoline. They've missed out. World Shut Your Mouth was his second single. What's going on? The Greatness of Perfection of Love. No. Head Hang Low. Beautiful Love, Bill Drummond said. And maybe, maybe you just dreamt it up. What, bless your cotton, my cotton socks were in the news. You know that, don't you? I know it vaguely. I didn't know it was Julian Cope, actually. Yeah. Best My Cotton Socks, we're in the news. Or it might be I'm in the news. By Teardrop Explodes. Oh, but wasn't Julian Cope the... I believe he was in that, yeah, I guess you're... He was the lead singer. See, there we go. Yes, he was. There we go. And what was the name of the single? And the single was called uh, Reward. (sighs) Reward. I believe so. See, I I was 
talking about words that you, began you, with re was i was going reclaim revolt or whatever yes you have fair play fair play see yeah, i would okay. i know the song but i wouldn't have necessarily associated associated it with him because you, you know you just don't th- well i, I don't knew it was julian it. cope yeah. i knew it was julian cope i'm sorry to all the music uh, journalists who had to suffer the uh, <laughs> well it's the just like me trying to remember the the name of ha- harlan ellison's name as well people screaming at the podcast <laughs> he means harlan ellison well, just look it up you anyway, fools there'll be more about that now actually because it's time for listeners emails that's right and and thankfully i will spell out the email address so that all of you don't have to worry it's pod like poddington peas cast like casting off fishing at like um when i don't know what what it looks like the top of a coffee um uh, big like large finish like the end dots like dot cotton and com like communications there we go <laughs> you can send it in to podcast at bigfinish.com send it in your <laughs> mind we'll benji I, is an admirable thing <laughs> it's a it's a cave of wonders um first up of course um this one comes from um michael uh Lorino, uh, subject. Is he of this a singer? One. Do you think Michael Lorino? Yeah, sort of like he had maybe like he was a crooner, you know. Yeah, Michael yeah, Lorino. Michael Lorino. My... Oh, that's that's quite a nice little Michael Lorino. Well, it's it's like... Aquamarina, isn't it? Of course it is. I like to think, say that Michael Lorino. I like to think that maybe he was famous in the 1980s for coming up with the theme tune for like a soap opera you know like just just that level of obscurity like yeah yeah and occasionally he'll release an album that the mums love yeah they love him you know um yeah you know might do i'm a celebrity get me out of here at some point you know definitely yeah he'll be there won't he that kind of guy yeah yeah michael arino appears on the x factor appears on the x factor and everybody's like do you remember him from here? God, it's you. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to sing the same song. Um, anyway, uh, the subject of this one what is called... What was the soap called, by the way, do you think? Oh, that's that's an interesting... Michael Arino does something, I don't know, sort of like... Away Days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. It's set, it set in a, uh, a seaside resort where... Nobody goes. Nobody goes, and it's about <laughs> it's about a hotel... Uh, that deals with guests who come there for the summer season. There we go. With set some problems. Over, so it's, it's, it's set in, let's say it's set in Margate, but it's actually filmed somewhere else. <laughs> uh, Cardiff. Yeah. Car- yes, yeah, yeah, there we go. Completely for, for budgetary reasons. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael, we've just made up your life. Um, it says here, Nick was wondering about Harlan Ellison's use of the yeah. pen name Cordwainer Bird. Yes. Um, this was a name he used when he was unhappy with what the producers had done with one of his scripts. Yes. He used Cordwainer as a tribute to American science fiction writer Cordwainer Smith, real name Poin Linebarger. Poin? Um, or Linebarger. Paul. Paul. I don't know what I said quite You funny. said Poin. Poin. 
<laughs> I think that's better. Point line bugger. Point. Paul, Paul, sorry, Paul. Uh, and bird, uh, as in um, this is for the birds, or flip them the birds, which Ooh. means, obviously, uh, it's a rude thing with your hand. Um, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> because the name was uh, properly registered uh, with the Writers' Union as his pen name, the producers had no choice but to include this mark of disapproval wherever, uh, whenever uh, Ellison requested. Um, a notable instance is in the Canadian television series created by Ellison, The Star Lost, yeah, uh, which, according terrible. to the on-screen credits, was both written and created by Cordway and a bird. Um, note that the pen name um, was not meant to hide Ellison's involvement, but um, but that it was his pen name was not a secret. And there is an episode of the mystery series Burke's Law uh, script, which is credited to Harlan Ellison, in which one of the suspects is a writer named Cordwain, a bird, played by Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. A, I love a fact-packed email. And Michael that is a real, Arino, yeah. Michael Arino. The brilliant. Thank in you. In the casino. <laughs> I remember we did um, we did a great thing with um, names actually, where um, me and my friend Cuthbert we came up with a, a fictional soap called Dover Days. Oh set. yes, I remember. Yes, but, but the, the best thing about Dover Days is that all the characters and all the people involved had to be named after um, the regions in the shipping forecast. <laughs> so it was made by a chap called Lundy Plymouth. <laughs> and you had all these there other characters. Someone called White as well, because White. Oh, co- is... of course. Yeah, we had ba- was it Bailey Fair Isle? Um, we Dogger. had a dog. There was. I'm sure there was. There was Fitzroy. Fitzroy. Oh, I, I think there was one. There's German Bite, isn't it? Who was oh, just yeah, that yeah. was just on his own. We were just like his name's German Bite. Um, <laughs> but it was <laughs> it's just a stupid thing ever. Uh, if you don't world. know what the shipping forecast is, folks, uh, and you might not if you're not from the UK, you you want to just look that up, and uh, it's this. Uh, it's a great British institution. It's broadcast from the BBC, where a solemn announcer. Well, it's not so solemn now. They just reel it off. Once upon a time, it would be Dogger raising nine. <laughs> cool and fresh <laughs> I've just remembered another thing as well which is that for some inexplicable reason Lundy Plymouth had a side business which is because right. um, there's another one on there called Fastnet so oh, yes. like, he obviously owns a broadband company called Fastnet as well <laughs> utter stupidity amazing there we go oh yeah 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 uh, what, top on. that top that Justin top Bush that, is hey. coming up next what, what have we got here uh um, Viking Northertshire, Northerts. <laughs> what's it? How do they pronounce that? Northertshire, Southertshire. Shipping for forties, easterly or southeasterly, four to six, but seven or gale <laughs> eight at first. In except Northertshire, moderate or rough. Occasional rain, good. Occasionally poor. Southwest forties, cromarty, fourth, tyne, dogger. Southerly or southeasterly, veering southwesterly later, but becoming cyclonic later in chromaty and forth, three to five, slight or moderate, occasionally rough at first in chromaty, occasional rain, fog patches, moderate or good, occasionally very poor. Now, being someone <laughs> who used to go on holiday on boats, we used to sit inside the cabin in the, the rain pounding you know and we'd tune in to the forecast and all the sort of interference going on and this voice would just come out so 
504. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, what did he say? Did, when is White coming up? And then sometimes we'd say, oh, we've missed White, because White was for the you, Isle of Wight. So you were there, yeah, so that would be your, your area. Yeah. Is this a foreign language to most of you listening? Uh, write in and let us know about your experiences of the shipping forecast. Very uh, this is uh, from Justin Bush. I would just mention, by the way, I did a production of a play. I was the sound designer for a play at the Crucible in Sheffield. And the play was oh, How to Disappear. friend's doing a play there. There we go. Oh, really? Okay. Carry on. Yeah. And the, the play uh, was How to Disappear Completely and Never Be Found. And it involved a shipping forecast thing. And Samuel West, <laughs> a wonderful actor, um, was the artistic director of the Crucible at the time. And he said, I've, if you're doing the shipping forecast, I've always wanted to read it. So I always remember <laughs> him, him and me backstage at the crucible in sort of little a little concrete enclave with my pro tools computer there and a microphone and him saying right ready yeah okay and him reading out the shipping <laughs> forecast and being in absolute heaven about it he was just having the time of his life reading all that stuff out <laughs> anyway yes yeah, sorry uh, justin bush uh, we know justin bush yes he's uh, written in an email with the subject line punctuation pronunciation and parentage now if that's not the most intriguing thing i've ever read out in this podcast then well, quite. I'm quite flabbergasted. Hi there, Nick and Benji. Hi, Hi there. Did we do that in unison? I think we did. Brilliant. Weird. We're superb, aren't we? As a dedicated... Sounded like a monster in Doctor Who. Hi there. <laughs> As a dedicated <laughs> listener from America, I felt the responsibility to confirm, of course, that yes, we do say period and exclamation point we were talking about punctuation last week but really that's a silly excuse to email about two other topics i felt the need to give context in my review for unit nemesis read last week i mentioned it being especially personal for me that's because abiathar usually pronounced abai abayuthar is my seven-year-old son's name no ah, he was as tickled as i was when he heard an ice warrior shared his name that's nice. Secondly, I was thinking with the offspring of Bill Filer, Stephen Taylor, etc. <laughs> ben Taylor did a review, I think, didn't he? Or did he write in? I can't remember. I'm surprised after all this time you've never made a Justin Bush, son of Melanie Bush joke. Why haven't we done that? It's because we think fools. of you as We're... Justin B. Quinnick. That's why, Yeah, Justin. this is true. This is true. And to take it further, my mother's maiden name was Simpson, so perhaps the son of Dudley Simpson. Hold on, your mother is the son of Dudley Simpson. That's just interesting. Uh, you tell me. Uh, per usual, thank you for all you do. And he's put a very funny little bit of... What would you say that punctuation mark is called? A squiggle. A it's like a squiggly, a squiggly dash, dash, isn't it? I wonder what that means. I wonder that what sounds, it's called. That sounds like some kind of place, doesn't it? It's like, uh, where do you live? Well, I live down in Squiggly Dash. Squiggly Dash. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost as good as Eshwinin, which is a place up in the northeast of England that India Fisher and I laugh Eshwinin. about a lot. But I'll leave that hanging in the air. Anyone know anything about Eshwinin? Eshwinin. Let us know. Uh, also, what is the Squiggly Dash called? Dear, dear. Well, let's. Uh, we got one more hits from Sean, 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 Sean Longmore. Um, the subject of this one is wonderfully. It's kaleidoscope. Um, you you wanted to do it as well, didn't you? I heard you take a sharp intake of breath. No, there. no, no. I was just uh, making sure I didn't expire. <laughs> I was just breathing, just in case. Yeah, just just <laughs> run of the mill breathing going on here. <laughs> so, so, dear Nick and Benji. 
Um, I heard a rumour that you're talking about Kaleidoscope on the podcast this week. It has a funky cool cover, or so I'm told, with John Pertwee engaged in some incredibly dashing James Bond-style snowmobile heroism. Uh, I'm curious to know, uh, are either of you James Bond fanatics like the great, uh, late great John Pertwee? Um, I've always wanted to say his name like that. Um, he didn't write that, I did. Uh, if so, can you name two prominent props gadgets from the James Bond movies that, are also, that have also found their way into episodes of 1970s Doctor Who? Love the show, as always, sending the very best wishes from Sean. Sean is the cover artist for Kaleidoscope, Benji. There you go, so you didn't know that, did you? I didn't no. think about uh, it. That's I was why too... I was sniggering in the background here. I was I too busy it's... just really enjoying reading it. I saw yes. James Bond and wanted to get there straight away. Can, can you think of some props from James Bond that have been in Doctor Who? I can only think of one, actually. I can't. Well, Kelman's secret radio in Revenge of the Cybermen. Yes, you're right. The It, um... it comes from Live and Let Die. Yes, it does. You're totally correct. It I know does. I am. <laughs> I'm sure there's, there's, some, there's, there's something nut, there's from Goldfinger, isn't there, as well? Is that? I think there are. Oh, hold on. What's the other gadget? James Bond props and Doctor Who. Hmm. I could tell you plenty of sound effects, but... Uh... <laughs> of course, they did use some footage from a James Bond movie in The Demons. The exploding helicopter is a clip from You Only Live Twice, I think. That would make sense. That yeah. Would, well, well Barry Letts found it was it was cheaper to buy usage of the clip than to actually get a you know a, a model helicopter and blow it up. He also did that in um, uh, I can't remember now the name of the story he directed for Patrick Troughton that came back recently. Enemy of the World, not recently, but you know, in the last decade. Um, Enemy of the World, clearly, you know, the lift that goes up and down. It goes down into the sort of underground base people. Yeah. Yes. That is clearly a clip from a movie. There's, it's such a superb model shot. There is no way that that was made for Doctor Who in the 60s. Well, there was a um, there was this film uh, that I saw on one of the, you know, the near around Talking Pictures, especially if you've got Sky, around the Talking Pictures channel, they're like the other channels that put on old telly. Yeah, great and movies. And great stuff. movies is yeah. one, yeah. And on there, there was this film, and um, I just turned it on midway through, and it was just laughing so much, because the whole film seemed to just be... It was like this great battle going on, and it was almost... 90% of it was just stock footage, and yeah, then yeah. the rest of it was was cut around and based on the stock footage. And I googled it and found out that it was they, they needed to make a film. They had all of this stock footage, and so they... they, they, they decided to write the film around all the stock stuff that they had. Wow. So it's utterly ridiculous sort of thing where it's, it's you know, the largest battle sequence you've ever seen, thousands of soldiers, then it cuts to like a really tight shot of a gate, you know, filmed in, in some <laughs> With a tiny... couple of blokes having a scrap. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's dreadful. It was a truly That's dreadful... Time Tunnel, though, as well. You know, the series Time Tunnel, that's what they used to do. They would go to the Battle of Gettysburg and then and they would have... 20th Century Fox film footage from movies about Gettysburg and then they'd cut to a corner with a couple of rocks and a couple of blokes punching each other. <laughs> it's just so it's so stupid, isn't it? It's so, but I, I, there's something quite charming about it, isn't there, at the same yes. time? I've just had a look. Um, the quad bike from um, Day of the Daleks <sighs> features in um, 
diamonds are forever. Of course, yeah, for that sequence. Whether or not it's the same quad bike, I'm ah. not sure. But it's very, very distinctive. Any, anything else? I'm still trawling the internet. Um, well, uh, well, let's leave that to our listeners to write in and let us know any more yeah. crossover props. But please but, do show us your expertise, folks. But I do love. But I will say I do love James Bond. So, oh, me um, too. Yeah, I'm a big Bond fan. Big, big Bond, Bond fan. fan. Um, I've got some you, controversial James Bond opinions, which I won't mention here. Okay. Are we gonna, well, you're not going to mention them, so... <laughs> so <laughs> not gonna, don't push but, um, me for uh, it. It's nothing derogatory. It's films that I like that are generally thought of to be the worst James Bond movies, basically. Anyway, uh, that's it uh, for this week. More listeners' emails next time sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Keep them coming. The Randomoid Selects Tron is, as I speak, gearing itself up to offer you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Oh my giddy aunt. Here it is. You ready? No. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Don't do it. Uh, but before that... Thank you. It's time to celebrate a very popular fixture of the Big Finish release schedule. This week, we celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Confessions of Dorian Gray. Here's Scott Hancock and Alexander Vlahos. Nostalgia is a disease. Yeah. Whoa. That's no, I think that's a lovely talking point for the behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm Scott Hancock, the creator and director of The Confessions of Dorian Gray, and you are... My name is Alexander Vlahos, and I am um, I'm Dorian Gray for Big Finish. Um, have been now... For 10 years, well, coming up to 10 years. This is the ninth year. We're recording this in the ninth year because vinyl takes so long to turn around, it, it appears. Can I just jump in and just say that, that it's mad that we're, that we're getting a vinyl. I love it. Don't you? It's very Dorian. <laughs> it is. You're so right. I'm, I'm honestly um, thrilled, honoured, really honoured that it's, um, that we, well, the fact that we're still, me and you are still plugging away at this and also that big finish have given us full support haven't they really and mm. and also the fact that we even when me and you decided to hang up the dorian cravat if you will um, um a couple of years ago to say that's enough and we've had enough time away from it to now rediscover old stories which was the lost confessions and now um some new stuff as dorian keeps saying something new it's an odd thing, isn't it? Because it feels like The Lost Confessions was plugging a gap and those stories were there. And then we did the little isolation episode. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the lockdown, isolation episode. Which, again, right. felt like it was a point at which we could do something with him. And then, of course, 10 years, you've got to mark the anniversary somehow, I think. Well, that's true. But then also, you, I mean, you say got to. I, it's very nice that they have because, you know, we started in 2012. I was filming Merlin and, mm. you know, you were not the powerhouse Scott Hancock that everyone knows in Big Finish at the moment. <laughs> you know, and they entrusted you and me, which, you know, I still, you know, so grateful to them because it, it was something. It was a risk. I, it was it a was risk. Cool. I, I was not. I hadn't had a, a whole load of TV under my belt. And, um, you know, this was something that you were sort of cooking up. And. We've just we've just built up a loyal fan base, which I'm so thankful to, and created a sort of mythology around. I guess that's what happens when you create so many wonderful stories. Is that you know people have favourite characters, and we have recurring guests, and we've been so blessed with 
the Sarah Douglases and the Hugh Skinners and the Bernard Hollies and, you know, of course, Katie Manning and people, and, you know, Terry mm. Loy, all these wonderful people that have sort of dipped their toe into the Dorian Gray mythology. But yeah, it, 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 I just... It's when you. I think you text you text me two years ago, or was it a year ago, before isolation, and said, um, "Do you know it's going to be twenty twenty two? It'll be ten years." <laughs> yeah, that's mad. It's mad. But it feels like yesterday that first, you know, three. I think it was only three days we did in Cardiff. I, it's amazing that we ended up getting those five download only episodes even out. Yeah, and the Christmas one as well. We did. Oh God! Yes, we did. We did. We did. We did Sherlock Holmes with Briggs. Oh God! Memories. I mean, it's made. It's. I. I I do like nostalgia. You know, but sometimes Mm. it's terrifying. (laughs) Oh, we've moved on. Yes, definitely. Sort of moved on and, and certainly to better studios and facilities. You say that, better studios. I'm currently right now in a pool of sweat in my home studio and st- using the word studio is a very, very polite word because I'm actually in a soundproofed uh, cupboard in my spare room, which is, I've done very well, I think, with it. Oh, I think we both sound glorious considering we're both at home. Uh, we are both at home, feet up, you know, window open. <laughs> but yeah, um, and also, let's should we talk a bit about What's on the vinyl? And, and I want to ask you a question, really. So, Ooh, okay. What made you go with this format? Obviously, we know there is a restriction with vinyl for the length. So what made you go with revisiting The Heart That Lives Alone in, well, the, or the, the relationship that you built in The Heart That Lives Alone and sort of elaborating on it? I think initially it came down to the idea of we're doing Dorian Gray. It's an anniversary story. How do you work an anniversary into Dorian Gray? Mm-hmm. And sort of the most obvious thing was, well, the relationship that everybody seemed to latch onto right from the word go was the one between Dorian and Toby. And the good thing is they were together for a long period of time. So you can do a story about their anniversary. But also I, I suddenly realised in the Confessions of Dorian Gray series, we never have a confession between Alyssa in the mid 70s and Toby in the mid 80s. So there's yeah. a 10-year gap that's never explored. Which, which, when you look back, seems completely bizarre because you'd think that Dorian would be having the most hedonistic lifestyle during the 70s and early 80s, yeah, right? And, in terms of where that was in terms of pop culture and stuff. But yeah, you know, and obviously our post-Toby was, was, you know, into the 90s and then you're into sort of the Mayfair monster and then we're obviously into the noughties and, the, you know, and, and the Dorian that sort of um, encapsulates to the, the season three. Mm. So, yeah, there is a sort of gap that's missing we'll just go to bigfinish.com and type the anniversary into the search pane at the top to find yourself some celebratory vinyl Ooh. and download oh you can't download the vinyl but well, you can no, get the download, can download the audio <coughs> that was just me choking on some water i just gulped down <laughs> very nice uh, pretty soon now, we'll be giving you a free 15-minute drama tease of the third Doctor Adventures Kaleidoscope uh, by Alan Barnes. Uh, but first... It's the Randomoid Selectatron giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Uh, I, I don't know what your kaleidoscope singing's like. That was a good. <laughs> anyway, um, so what do we got? Uh, we've got uh, number two one six Doctor Who Maker of Demons. Maker of Demons. Oh, I think this is by. Is this by Math? No, who's it by? Matthew J. Elliot. It is. I was going to say Matthew J. Elliot. It is. What a fantastic 
cover by Tom it's Webster. Awesome, isn't it? Really cool. So this is the seventh Doctor adventure in the monthly adventures, which has Bonnie Langford as Melanie Bush and Sophie Aldred as Ace in it's it. It's the ultimate, the ultimate team of seventh Doctor companions. Yeah, who was the director? It's going to dire- be Ken Bentley, yeah. Thought so from the cast. It's got Lucy Briggs Owen in it. I knew it would be Ken Bentley. It's either me or Ken Bentley if it's got Lucy in it. Um, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, maker of demons. For too many years, our fleet drifted through space, where hope is coldest and despair best fits. But deliverance came in an unexpected form when a blue box materialized upon the Duke of Milan. Oh. Hmm, your idea of a golden age and mine are pretty different, Professor. This is wrong. Very wrong. What happened here? I, for one, am very grateful for the opportunity to thank you in person, Doctor, for everything you've done for us. Did you hear that? Yeah. What is that? We're detecting tremors. What? No! No! It's too soon. Too soon! Ace, get back here! What is that? It just came up from the ground! It doesn't seem friendly! Definitely not friendly! Though it pains me to inform you, it is almost certain that the girl, Ace, is dead. No! Hell is empty, Doctor. And all the devils are here. Yeah. Stunning stuff. Stunning stuff. Yeah. Well, um, beautiful work. Uh, I'm going to just go straight to um, uh, saying this. Uh, while I email Jackie Emery at Big Finish to make sure she knows which release to attach the offer to, Benji, please explain how you get the 25% discount in the style of John Pertwee because of Kaleidoscope. Yes, well, quite. Thank you very much. Now, listen to me. I could just I could just do the John Pertwee, you know, when he, he sits and just does a million different voices. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, <laughs> my postman came down the other day. <laughs> um, yes, well, quite. You go to bigfinish.com now. Come here, dear chap. Uh, head to podcasts. There's a good boy. Um, he never That's said good, that. No. Um, now, head that to read more. John Pertwee catchphrase. There's, there's a, a good boy. Maybe he says it when there's a dog or something, you know. Go to go to read more. Good boy. There you go. Sit. There you go. Um, that now, famous episode with the dog, yeah. Now, of course, hike! Um, you want to go to... Uh, sorry, there was a there's a chap over there. Um, I just sound like some doddery old fool. Um, uh, just click... Once, once you're on that page, just uh, click here and, and enter the code BACKUP. That's, uh, that's BACKUP, yes. Well, quite. B-U-C-K-U-P. Uh, thank you very much. Um, and then you can get your 25% discount, Brigadier. Um, dreadful John Pert. John, per- John Pertwee is a really hard voice to do. I think it for is, a lot of, uh, for is. a lot of people, it's it's. I think Jonathan it's because Carly does a good John Pertwee. You know, he does. He does. I, I had breakfast with him yesterday, and I think he even did that voice at one point. Yeah, he's got um, he's got a, yes the right tonality. It's, it's. I think with John Pertwee, it's it's the subtle elements of his voice. Now you know he can. Yes, well, you know he can go very quiet. Mm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, oh, well, well. Cheers, Ran. 
Um, you, you did explain all that, did you? I lost track. Well, so did I. I as I, as I always do, just go to bigfinish.com, click podcasts. Underneath the picture of us, go to read more. Then it says enter the code buck up. And you click there, enter B-U-C-K-U-P, enter it, and you'll get a discount. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, loads of exciting stuff in the podcast next week, naturally. So close you can feel its fire. Thanks again for all uh, of you for listening. Uh, just time to tell you the Big Finish podcast is presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. He also wrote, produced, and edited it. That's true. And yeah. uh, also, uh, we did this via the uh, Anderson Entertainment Clean Feed link today. So thank you to Anderson listeners. <laughs> uh, and both Benji and I did this for the love of stories. So now, let's join the Doctor, Sarah Jane and the Brigadier for Kaleidoscope. Yeah, you thought I was going to sing it, didn't you? (laughs) Kaleidoscope. on Around and About. We're asking, has an alien being landed on Earth? I'm Jenny Nettles, and with me in the studio is a young man who claims to be a visitor from beyond the stars. But is Kaleidoscope here a fraud in silver trousers, or... Or is he the real thing? Or (laughs) is he the real thing? Yes. Sorry, I was reading the words from your machine. Never mind the machine. What I'd like to know is... Why do you need a machine to tell you what to say? Oh, it's called an auto-cue. When I think I've got something to say, I tune my mind to the music of the cosmos, and suddenly the words are there. And can anyone tune their mind to the music of the cosmos? (laughs) Oh no, only me. That's why I've come here. Right. Um, perhaps you could tell the viewers at home just where it is you've come from. The Heath of Hampstead. No, um... That's where we met. Oh, you mean which world have I come from? Your home planet, yes. It's so far away, beyond the reach of your most advanced telescopes. I think the viewers at home might like a name. I could let them know what it sounds like. Yes, that'd be great. How are you going to do that? All I have to do is rest my fingertips here on your temples and... (gasps) Now you hear it. The music of the cosmos. It's beautiful. You'd hear it better if I took this object from your ear. All those voices coloured with anger. Uh, that's, that's my producer in the gallery saying we've less than a minute before we have to go to a film about a badger that drinks beer. <laughs> then let me speak straight to the watchers watching on. My name's Kaleidoscope. I've travelled halfway across the universe to warn all of humanity You stand on the brink of extinction. So give up your kings and your ministers, your wars and your weapons, your borders of geography and the boundaries of your mind. 
Come with me. Follow me. So we can change the future together. Is that it? Please, play your film about the badger. Well then, what do you think? I think you've got a new toy, Brigadier. Yes, indeed. It's called a video recorder. Video? Yes, an amazing new invention, Miss Smith. Puts TV programmes onto film. Even when you're not in the room at the time, I'm told. The future's wonders are ever unfolding, Brigadier. This particular programme was broadcast around half past six last night. Shortly afterwards, a few hundred teenagers descended on the TV studios on the South Bank, all begging this kaleidoscope to take them off into space. Caused a near riot, apparently. Had to get them out by helicopter. Tinsel togs and all. So, what do you think? About the tinsel trousers? Is he a fraud? Or might he be telling the truth? Oh, he's a fraud, no doubt about it. What makes you say that, Miss Smith? Let's just say Jenny Nettles has acquired quite the reputation for never letting the facts get in the way of a good story. I've had a few run-ins with her myself. Doctor, you concur? I'm afraid I have no comment to make about the professional ethics of Miss Jenny Nettles. As for this kaleidoscope... Hmm. Doctor? Oh, you're not going to say you believe him? I find it curious he should mention Hampstead Heath. Hampstead Heath? And we located an artefact there just three nights ago. Oh, yes, that hovering octagon thing. But you said that was just interdimensional flotsam. For all I know, this kaleidoscope is too. Right then, I'd better go and disappoint the minister. Why is that? My dear Miss Smith, the Home Office is up in arms about a shaggy-haired alien messiah stirring up the youth of this country. I better tell them he may be genuine before they have him prosecuted. Well, good luck with that. I must say, I don't envy you. What else can you tell me about this fellow, Brigadier? Any farther questions, you'd better ask him yourself. We've had him held here since last night. Radar station Sachevort to RAF Strike Command. 00002 North November Lima Mike Hotel 55. Zombie not allocated. Height 360, speed 00. Roger that, Saxa Vord. Zombie not allocated. Height 360, speed 00. RAF Weatherton receiving. Zombie not allocated. Passing 30 degrees west. Roger that. Zombie sighting, is it? Yes, sir. Commodore Hurley, sir. Strength? Bearing? Initial report from Saxavord, strength three, heading 270, bearing... No, wait. I'm being told zombie has split, bearing now south-southwest. South-southwest? That puts it in a direct line with us. Roger, sir. Speed, height, unconfirmed. Mm. Alert QRA. Scramble two phantoms. Weatherton Ops. Scramble, scramble, scramble. Repeat. Scramble, scramble, scramble. It's not Ivan, that's for sure. Room one. Here's where we're holding him. 
It says interview room one on the door. Interrogation? Interview? What's the difference? I shall muse on that the next time I'm being interviewed by the Daleks. <laughs> oh, if it's an expert interviewer you want, Brigadier. Um, not so fast, Miss Smith. You're welcome to observe. Upstairs. In the gallery. Oh, now, come on. Perhaps it would be best, yes. Well, thank you, Brutus, for the knife in my back. Well, as a journalist, I know you're a keen observer of people. It'll be helpful if you could look out for everything this fellow isn't saying. And let me know what you think. You mean, if he is a fake, see if his body language gives him away? Non-verbal cues, all that stuff? Precisely. Leave it to me. Just so long as I'm not being shoved out of the way. Perish the thought, Miss Smith. Upstairs and left, there'll be a guard on the door. Right then, see you later, and good luck. Now then, Doctor, let's see what this fellow has to say for himself, shall we? Yes, thank you, Private. I don't think I'll need guarding from anyone in here. Sarah Jane Smith, how lovely to see you again. You? What are you doing here? Got scooped up by unit at the studios. And besides, Cal wouldn't leave without me. Mm-hmm. More soldiers? No. No, you're not a soldier. Well observed, my dear chap. You don't mind if we sit? What are you? This is the Doctor, Unit Scientific Advisor. I'm Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart and I'm... You're angry. I see the colours of anger all around you. What? I beg your pardon? The Brigadier is almost always a touch distempered. I shouldn't let it bother you. I... Quod erat demonstrandum, as my dear friend Euclid used to say. I don't understand. No, you wouldn't, would you? Doctor, were you trying to catch him out? Perhaps. The colours of anger, you said. Is that how you came by the name Kaleidoscope? Because you see in colours? No, it was the word that came to me, that's all, as I fell through the tunnel... Tunnel? The space-time tunnel I travelled through. So many lights, so many colours. If you could see the colours I've seen, Brigadier, your mind would explode. That reminds me. Let's check if we gave you a drugs test. Your Brigadier's wasting his time. Cal won't respond to bad vibes. Oh, so it's Cal, is it? If he could say his real name, it'd be music. It'd have bells on, that's for sure. You met him on Hampstead Heath, you say? I thought he looked lost. Then he asked me which planet he was on. Look, I know what this must sound like. What? From the woman who claimed to have found the Titanic off the coast of Argentina? I never said it was true. I only reported what I was told. Who said that Stonehenge was a giant radio, that the Bermuda Triangle was a square, and the Mona Lisa was a fake? Oh, and what about the scientists who reckoned they'd been time-warped back to the Middle Ages? The dinosaurs that invaded London when everyone knows it was gas? You don't know the half of it. And neither do you. It's interesting what you say, because I've journeyed down a space-time tunnel or two myself. I've observed the phenomenon of vortex iridescence with my own eyes. Isn't it the most amazing trip? Vortex iridescence? <laughs> Sounds more like scotch mist to me. Excuse me. Lethbridge Stewart? Hello, something's up. You can't hear anything. I don't need to. Body language. Oh, you're right. They're leaving. Yes, and so am I. Quiet! Sit 
situation report, please. Someone. I should say it's pretty obvious. You have an unidentified object flying over southern England. Here. Yes, but what is it? Well, it's not a migratory flock of Canada geese, I can assure you of that. Don't remind me. Look, it's changing course. Indeed it is, Miss... Miss Smith, may I remind you, the ops room is a restricted area. Oh, well, I'm here now, aren't I? Wow, so this is the nerve centre, is it? And what's she doing here? Oh, I just followed Miss Smith. You sneaked in behind me. Well, I'm here now, aren't I? Well, no one rid me of these meddlesome journalists. What are those? Two more UFOs. Well, hardly. They're ascending from a point in the vicinity of... There. RAF Weatherton. Phantoms on an intercept course. Corporal, get me Air Commodore Hurley. Priority one. RAF Weatherton. That's where those new Minerva missiles are. Yes, you're right, it is. I thought I said get these journalists out of here. Commodore Hurley, sir, I've got Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart on the priority line. Brigadier who? Unit, sir. <sighs> Stole him. This is Phantom 1-5, closing in on the target now. Phantom 1-5, do you have visual? Negative visual, I do not have visual. Negative vi you're right underneath him, man! Sir, Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart is most insistent, sir. Not now! Still too much cloud cover, sir. Cloud cover? There, there isn't a cloud in the sky! Fool must think it's a spy plane. Will you kindly inform Air Commodore Hurley that unidentified flying objects in UK airspace are shared jurisdiction? Not his own personal... Wait, but are you stalling me? Uh. I can't say I know much about Air Force protocol, but those phantoms seem awfully close to that object. Yes, and if it changes course again... It's changing course. Phantom 1-5, target is changing course. It's headed right for you. I don't see anything, sir. Only cloud. There is no cloud. There can't be any... Unless... Of course! Control? What are my orders? Control. It's in the cloud. Phantom 1-5, take evasive action. Repeat, take evasive action. Evading what, sir? It's only cloud. Phantom 1-5, come in, please. Phantom 1-5, come in. Phantom 1-5... Phantom 1-6, you have visual on Phantom 1-5? Yes, well, you can tell him that my authority is vested with UNIT and the United Nations and Downing Street and Her Majesty the Queen. Come to that. Look! One of those phantoms seem to have disappeared. <laughs> well, that's phantoms for you. <laughs> it isn't funny. It's been destroyed. Yes, and I rather think the other one's on an attack run. God, what is Hurley playing at? Our lives, potentially. Down my command, Phantom 1-6. Fire one missile. Fire two. Great Scott! What on earth just happened? For a moment there, the screen was full of UFOs. Now there's just the Phantom. I'm guessing your UFO exploded, Brigadier. Did it, though? Who asked you? Miss Nettles has a point. Had it exploded, one would have expected to see those missiles fly... <gasps> just like that, yes. So if that was the missiles exploding, what happened to the UFO? I think it somehow disassembled. Dispersed itself before the missiles struck. Wait, where's the other Phantom gone? Phantom 1-6. Phantom 1-6, come in, please. Gone. 
He might have ejected. I know! Get me Lethbridge Stewart. I'd better fob him off before things get complicated. Of course. Sir. Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart, Commodore Hurley will speak to you now. Brigadier? Well, where is he? Gone, sir. He wouldn't have just rung off. Get him back. Oh, no. Sir? I know where he's gone. I know what he's after. Mobilise a salvage mission now! Doctor, if that thing dispersed itself, like you say it did, show me on the map. Where would the bits be likely to have come down? That rather depends on the number of parts it dispersed itself into.